In the name of Jesus, amen. Sometimes, when Jesus is too much like us, it makes us uncomfortable because because he actually reveals something about ourselves. Now, Warner Salman painted the most, well, probably the most popular images of Jesus in the 20th century. And his popularity was from how he painted Jesus who looked kind of like us, but not too much like us. Jesus today is too much like us because he reveals all our warts and hatreds. In today's Gospel reading, it appears that Jesus shuns a Canaanite woman, then tells her that he doesn't hang out with her kind. And if that wasn't bad enough, he calls her a dog. Who would want a Jesus that is offensive? What is Jesus doing here? Doesn't he know that he's not supposed to act that way? But this is the environment which Jesus grew up in. Israelites and Canaanites for centuries called each other dogs. Because that is what people do in order to hate them. They dehumanize them. Because it would be terrible to wage war against nice people like us, who have pictures of their families in their wallets, who want to get married, have a family, who pray to God and just want to get on with life. Just as it would be terrible to hate a woman who just simply wants her daughter to be healed. This kind of Jesus is way too close to us because he does reveal our little hatreds we hold on for others. And as much as Jesus is offensive, this woman, rather than retreating, actually charges forward in another kind of offensive. She catches up with Jesus and the Twelve. She breaks up their conversation, and, he invade, and she invades their life. If you compare this woman with Jesus of the last several weeks, she strangely looks like him. Three weeks ago, Jesus invaded our life. Two weeks ago, he broke open our world. And last week, he catches us up into himself. In fact, Jesus, uh, this woman appears more like Jesus than Jesus does today. Going so far as to even speak of God's promises. Her response to Jesus is something like this. Yes, I know I'm a dog. I'm a sinner. But Jesus, you promised your kingdom would have dogs like me in it. You promised your kingdom would have sinners that were forgiven and welcomed. And you promised that a crumb from your table would heal any any hurting body and any hurting soul. And it's at that moment... Everything changes. Changes for the woman, 
changes for the rest of the Gospel of Matthew, and changes for you. See, for Jesus, it's almost like a light bulb went off in his head. And he says, Woman, that's right. Thank you for reminding me the reason why I'm walking through Gentile land. The thing is, though, what she did is what many people have done all throughout the Old Testament. Holding God to his promises. Abraham did it in Genesis. Moses did it. And pretty much every prophet did it. And when Jesus recalls his promise in her faithful offensive, everything changes. Including what we might have found offensive at first. Because what we might have found offensive at first is actually our salvation. Because Jesus actually enters into our story, warts and all, and works from the inside out and breaks them open, shatters them, and then transforms them. See, Jesus actually enters into the story where we would actually shun people for past sins. He actually enters into the story where we dehumanize people in order to feel good about hating them. But he doesn't stop there. He enters into that story to make sure that shame and hatred are not the last words. Jesus recalls the promise that he would actually take us from that story and lead us into his story. And this is where Jesus is so different than us. And this is where we can breathe a sigh of relief because this is where we recognize Jesus as we know him. Where he's different than us is that he delivers on his promises always. And that moment where he recalls his promise of bringing the Gentiles into his kingdom, he heals the woman's daughter instantly, and he welcomes that woman into his presence, and then at the same time actually sets out on his gospel offensive. Because from now on, It's not just the lost sheep of Israel that are going to be welcomed into the kingdom of God, but it's actually the Gentiles. Because Jesus invades the Gentile land of Tyre and Sidon. And right after this in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, he breaks open their world when he feeds 4,000. And taking those Gentiles, he catches them up into his story to transform their lives also. And the thing is, though, Jesus' gospel offensive is still happening. It's still going on. When we are gathered up in the remembrance of Jesus in the Lord's Supper, he'll deliver on his promise of drawing everyone from the four corners of the world into his kingdom, which has no end. So anyone who might think that they're on the outside, as that woman's words become your words in the Kyrie that we just sang, Lord, have mercy, you're no longer on the outside. 
Because in those words, our Lord has heard you and said, O man or O woman, great is your faith. And for the church, as for Jesus' disciples, now we're to remember, we too are to remember our Lord's promise that we've been led away from that past offensive story, that sinful past. We've been led away from that into the gospel offensive of Jesus Christ. And that we are to welcome those outsiders into his kingdom. That is the promise of God. And in that promise, remembering to tell them that God recalls all of his promises of salvation, transformation, and participation. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.